Welcome to Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny. Welcome to Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And I'm John. And this is episode seven. We have a very special guest with us. Her name is Michelle DeRoche. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. You are a paranormal researcher. I am. And you also uh, have your own website. You're Canada's Most Haunted. Correct. That's right. And, and what does that actually discover? What does that do? Canada's Most Haunted is actually a legitimate company. Mm-hmm. And what it does essentially is we specialize in research, research, uh, television. Uh, it, is a, it is our media company, um, but we delve in anything that is deemed paranormal in any avenue available to us. So whether it be paranormal, cryptozoology, folklore, mm-hmm. anything. But we do tend to um, work primarily with dark cases. Right. Is there any specialty that you specialize in, let's say? Um, I don't know so much um, that I would use the word specialize or specialty so much as I would my area of study. Okay. Because I truly believe that when it comes to the paranormal, we are all students and we never stop being students because there is nothing very definitive when it comes to the paranormal. We never get quite the answers that we want. We we don't. But as long as the questions are still there, that means we can still keep moving forward. And, And research it. Exactly. Who reaches out to you? Um, people who reach out to me are usually people who are having issues in the home. Mm-hmm. So if people feel like they're under attack or if they have an attachment or if something has come in and is causing, you know, a little bit of havoc in the family that they're, they're concerned about, then they'll, they'll contact me. All right. And where are you based out of? Burlington, Ontario and Niagara Falls, Ontario. So some of the hot spots of uh, haunted areas? Uh, They are, but primarily, you know, I have worked worldwide, so Mm -hmm. I'm pretty accessible. Well, first of all, I'm going to say, once again, we're we're recording this in uh, the Harrison Town Hall Theater, Mm -hmm. which is built back in the 1920s. There was uh, two particular town hall theaters on this land before, both of them burning down, Mm. (laughs) and then this one built in the 20s. Uh, when you walked in here, you felt something. I did. I, I really felt uh, there was a, a, a heaviness to the place. And I don't mean that in a bad negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically just means that there is a lot of heavy energy to me. And I, I picked up on a male mm-hmm. that was sort of pacing around. But it, I get the sense more that he's a little bit agitated. And I don't mean in an angry way. I mean in a you know, needing to get things done sort of way and a little bit stressed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, it was a very faint glimpse. I can almost guess who that might be. <laughs> oh, well, I'm I glad I hit on that. Geez. Thank you. And then when I was standing in the corner, I caught a, a cold wave of air go right by my face. Hence, mm-hmm. which is when I asked you guys, I'm like, do we have a window open? Or, no, no. But the fan is just too high up. Right. It would not have hit me in the corner. Right it's not going fast enough either. It's pretty slow. It too, went so. literally by me like a swoosh by right. it, but it was a nice, cold breeze. I was like, oh, 
That's nice. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> well, even the short time we've been in here, I've already seen a couple of people moving around and one, Taking by, their one by the exit sign there, and they're probably checking us out and yeah, seeing what uh, see what we're doing. And yeah, this wasn't a really big guy. He was probably you know about five six, mm. five seven. I know exactly what you mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, well, let me we, see we, if I can pick up on his name. Oh okay. He's still yeah. around, but I'll uh, just kind of keep on the yeah. low on that one. But <laughs> I know exactly who you mean. Oh good. Um, Earlier, you mentioned about uh, hauntings or, I, I don't know, you want to call them hauntings or spirits uh, people are having trouble with. You mentioned giving gifts to the spirits. Oh, sometimes when you're dealing um, with haunted land, especially mm-hmm. if it is indigenous land, um, the indigenous people, the native people, were very spiritually land-based people. And I know because I, I come from a line of them myself. And everything was giving to the earth and protecting the earth. And sometimes a lot of things were put into place to do just that. And the earth is very sacred to them. Mm-hmm. So when I've come across very severely haunted land, um, and you look back, maybe there was a battle, maybe there was a burial ground. Mm-hmm. Um, if the land was damaged at any point, you do have to give back. And I know because I've had, you know, um, I've had a a native psychic work with us for a lot of years. So I learned a lot, you know, from him. And you can usually do that by giving life back. Mm -hmm. So planting a tree or a garden, um, offering tobacco, for instance, you know, peace offering, and explaining that you're putting it there in their honor. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of haunted land of that nature sometimes will have something called elementals. And elementals are very aggressive, and they can sometimes be one of the worst sort of hauntings. Mm-hmm. So, and they're not that easy to appease. Right, and this is where the research comes in. This is where the Check. research comes in. So yes. it's not just okay. We're just going to go there, and we're going to. No, I often will mm-hmm. suggest if you're dealing with native land that you try to work with the the tribe, the band. Uh, from that area to see if they can offer up any sort of historical information or maybe they'll have a shaman that can come on board and try to do a healing with you um it's you know try to try to you know bring them into it as well and you probably end up with really good results Mm -hmm. so is there would be a lot of native cases could we say or um, I, I have cases from all walks of oh, life. Okay, so it does, um, yeah. I, I have worked some, yes, where the land mm-hmm. um, was just not necessarily even native, but where the land itself was just bad land. Right. It's just, it's had a lot of hardship, you know, and it's had a lot of tragedies, and um, you can't fix it. So the, the energy is, the energy stays is, with it. That's what That's I was correct. just going to ask. The land, like the land absorbs the negative energy. It does, because it's a living thing. Hmm. Just like trees are living things. They can bring on and absorb energies quite easily. And sometimes, you know, for example, if you've had a fire on the land and with a lot of deaths, or a battle on the land with a lot of deaths and blood, you know, the blood oh, soaked. Look, look at like Gettysburg or, oh, yeah, or exactly. the Plains of Abraham or, <laughs> or Fort George and Niagara on the lake. I yes. mean, those no, guys I were stacked four high. Exactly. Right? Like dying. And, exactly. Uh, there I know. must be tons of... Uh, you can't necessarily clear that energy. No. That energy, there's so much of it, and it's it just, just compounds onto itself. So in cases like that, you're best just to to walk away from it because chances are you're never going to fix it. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> you specialize in 
malevolent and demonic spirits or entities, right? My area of study. Sorry, is your absolutely area of study. Yes. You specialize. Come on, <laughs> we all know it. No, it's like it's almost as bad as being called an expert. Right, but <laughs> no, my area of well, study is malevolent and alleged demonic hauntings. Right. For regular spirits, and I mean, like your your, uh, do we have a, a like a, a typical ghost? You know, like the spirits in here. Right. Like if there was one spirit in here that was just being annoying. Like bothering people, like like Dan says, uh, they've noticed things have gone missing, you know, before uh, they put on a show, things like that. Would that be something that you would? Would that be an easy thing for you to deal with? Or I am backed up about a year and a half. <laughs> no, I know. So but I would hypothetically probably... saying, say you had nothing on your plate, <laughs> okay. and Dan said, listen. We've got this, something going on up here. I, I definitely will on occasion take on a fun case, as I call right. it. And uh, at which point I would make an effort to bring in the team and maybe bring in some of my communication right. apparatus and try to communicate with the spirit here and find out, you know, why he's on edge or what it is that he's trying to do. So if he is moving things around, chances are maybe he just doesn't want that stuff left there. We don't know where he comes from before, like how things were done in his day. Was mm-hmm. he the person who did all the organizing? Well, maybe stuff weren't left in the middle on the table in the middle of the stage. Maybe they were left on the side where people couldn't see them. And to him, maybe that's where it belongs. So you try to think logically, well, where would they have left it back then? You know, what would be the normal thing? And you go and that's where you find them, take the table, put it over there, and we start leaving things over there and it might just solve your problem. Right. Do you think... All spirits have the ability to manipulate matter and move things, or is it something that they learn wherever they, whatever plane, whatever whatever plane? I might have to die and come back to let you know that one because there's no way of knowing for sure. I believe that energy can do many things. Living people with strong enough energy can do some pretty impressive things. So um, I think when. When the physical no longer matters, I think sky is the limit. But, you know, do they stumble onto that information? Is it a learned skill? There's no real way of knowing. It's one of those questions that I like to say, I'll let you know when I get there. Yeah. There is no real way of knowing. Is this one of those things that we keep speculating with that maybe you can use a trigger object, you know, um, at a maybe newly haunted location and try to, you know, find out if you have a new enough spirit that you can you can work with and Mm -hmm. set up some trigger objects and see if they can move them. You mentioned the word team before. You have a a team of people with you? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Canada's Most Haunted has a wonderful team. We're very well-rooted, meaning that um, we have all been together for a very long time, and we will on occasion bring on um, new people. And uh, sadly, you know, sometimes people end up moving forward with their lives and or they move out of the area mm-hmm. and uh, we end up, you know, having to displace some people. But um, we're pretty solid. Mm-hmm. When I work with my team, I don't really have to say anything. Everybody knows what we have to do. And because it is a very, um, again, I guess a specialized, as you say, um, sort of case, um, it has to be handled very delicately. 
-hmm. Everything is confidential. Um, locations are always protected. That's why when you go on my website, you'll never see mm -hmm. uh, information on cases or locations unless it's someplace that wants to be promoted to bring people in because they're a haunted location. Um, but for the most part, everything is kept under wraps. Mm -hmm. um, I deal with some well-known people okay. as well, and not everybody wants to read about themselves Right. You know, on mm -hmm. a website, whether the name is mentioned or not, mm -hmm. you know, privacy is privacy. Right. Um, let's go back a little ways. Uh, how did you start to uh, realize that uh, you could... Yes, where did this all begin Where did it all begin you? for that's, you? That's one of the questions I wrote down here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I come from a line of mediums. Um, I think I've been seeing dead people from a very, very early age, right? yeah. you know, from... A little, a little taut, and uh, I have recollections of it, probably around the age of four or five, where I would see, you know, deceased family members, and and it was never discouraged in me. Um, I think this is something I always try to advise people not to do: is when their child says, "I have an imaginary friend." Um, I always say, you know what? Don't discourage them from it. It's not like you have to encourage it, but don't say you're you're silly, you're ridiculous. No, you don't have a friend. You know, people get uncomfortable with it, so right off the bat, they put it off to the child. And then sometimes the child will at that point go quiet about it. And I've seen and worked a lot of cases where malevolent things will usually target the children first because of their innocence, their pure energy, and they are easily to manipulate. Mm -hmm. And that is the way in many times. So if a child doesn't feel that he or she could go to their parent, next thing you know, this being says, I'd like to come to your house and play. Can I? Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. Bam, there's your invitation. And that has been a segue into what can be a very bad situation. So for me, it was always encouraged. You know, if we had dinner, my mother had, you know, dinner at the table. It was like set another place. Right. You know, it was never discouraged. Um, and with that being said, it was very normal for me. Um, and I think... I had something malevolent come in probably around the age of 14. And back then, okay, I'm just giving my age away a little bit, but we didn't have internet. So <laughs> I had to do it like normally and go to a darn library and, yeah. and, and read up as much as I could on it. And I cleared my own place for the most part. But I always call it ground zero because I can still bring equipment to my childhood home and I can still have very um, strong bits of energy. I can still get strong things happening. I can turn on that ghost box. In fact, I did. You know, I had family members who wanted to do a ghost box session and something came in and basically growled and called me an impatient C. And I just, I'm pretty sure I was the only one at the table laughing and everybody was sitting their jaws hanging down. I'm like, I said, I know, I know. I'm sorry for that, but you know, right. go back you know, go back and crawl under your rocks. Nobody wants to talk to you. So we went on to, you know, dealing with deceased family members. But it just made me realize that it's still there. Mm -hmm. It's still with me, you know. So that's how I got into it. It's just, I think it put me there. And I just professionally got into it when um, I started doing the Burlington Ghost Walks with a colleague of mine, Patrick Cross, at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was back in 2004. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the rest just kind of took off because media really liked the combination of what, how we work together. 
and we've never sought it out. It's always sought us out, and it just kind of skyrocketed from that point. Right. And then we just kind of went our separate ways. Yeah, I just I kind of like the way that, that you said there's no right answers to no. this. So you're not claiming to be an expert oh, God, no. in the field, because no. I don't think there is such a thing. Right? There is not such a thing, no. Right, no. and I mean, you you got to feel it out, the situation. Do you even think research. that spirits have the answers, some of them? Like you, we joke about saying, well, ask me after I've passed on. Yes. But it seems to me like some of the things that John and I have dealt with, it's almost like they still, they don't even know where they are or what's going on or what the next level is. Or I think if they're or, grounded. Or they're still learning too, right? Of course. If so. they're grounded, they are still within our earthly plane. So they may not be, maybe they can't evolve any further. I know that I have had... You know, I've had spirits come through, you know, from the other side, wherever that may be, and um, different level of consciousness, whatever it may be. And um, my grandfather was notorious for it. He would come through the ghost box. I'd be doing a session with a friend of mine, like not me doing the ghost box session, but my mm -hmm. friend doing it for me as a medium. And I love doing and partaking in readings with the ghost box, like the, the real ghost box, not just, mm -hmm. you know, right. the app that they have nowadays. Not that there aren't good ones. There, there are. I'm just kind of old school in a lot of ways. And my grandfather would come through and tell me all kinds of stuff. And you would hear him being scolded in the background by this woman who she'd say, that is enough. <laughs> and he'd try to sneak something else in there. She'd say, what did I just say? And, and I thought back. I remember my mother telling me and my grandmother telling me after he passed away, my grandmother claimed that my grandfather would come and visit her every night, and he would always have a woman with him, and she would sit off in the corner and allow the visit to take to take place. And when she got up and went, that's enough, he, the, the visit was over. Really? It's almost like, I don't know, do we go through this, this, this uh, decompression <laughs> sort of thing of our lives and we're well, allowed one to... One of the other things that, that we've come across, too, is there seems to be a lot of alpha spirits. Like when we do an investigation, say we'll do a place like this, there will be that one spirit that's like, okay, everybody, we're only going to talk to them for such and such a time, and mm -hmm. I don't want you telling them your name, and, I, and over there, I, I want you to, to back off, and you know, and we've come across this. Yeah, or one just said, everybody shut the F up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, like we're, we're, we've had EVPs where I'll say, can, can you tell me your name? And you'll hear a female start to say something, and the male will say, "Don't tell him your name." It's like, oh, dude, like, <laughs> like we get that. Who a are lot, you to actually. tell someone not yeah. to to do that? But it seems like there's like a, a little bit of a hierarchy, or it's, know, it's the, possible it's a hierarchy. It could be that you know, um, is it the first man down? You know, the strongest one, like you know, like the alpha dog, like you say. Um, I know with us, even when we're doing ghost box sessions, it takes about a few minutes for things to warm up and then we get about 20 good minutes out of it and then all of a sudden it's like okay we're done and you hear you hear them talking amongst themselves mm -hmm. in the background saying okay we're done mm -hmm. now i'm like okay well um good night bye love you it's mm -hmm. <laughs> the end of it's like all right. right you know like when my grandfather figured out the ghost box and what it was i said well grandpa's kind of like picking up a phone and i'm calling you and he goes this is great yeah. But, he, but he was really psychic <laughs> too, so great. he understood it. Right. And at the end of it all, he'd say, "Thanks for calling. Love you. Call again." And I'd be just like going, 
okay. Took sneak. (laughs) I'm like, all right, Grandpa. All right, love you too. It was just weird. Like when they got the when they get the hang of what it does, it's fascinating. But um, I have had a lot of EVPs, really malevolent. Remember, the cases I do primarily are malevolent, and a very malevolent energy, whether it be a spirit, you know, human spirit, or an inhuman spirit. The inhuman spirits can really keep kinder spirits hostage. And they spend literally their existence um, within those four walls running from this thing. And, I mean, I've got ridiculous, crazy EVPs. You know, I've got one thing growling coming through saying, in this growly voice saying, you know, where's the boy? Bring me the boy. And just crazy stuff. Well, that's the other thing. Like, we often get EVPs from spirits saying, help me. Yeah. And it's like, well... Help you do what? Or like they want to cross? Yeah, or I being, can't help you. Yeah, and it, well, you know, you it, well, but then there's that there's that question I brought up a lot of times is who's policing the afterlife or who's minding the afterlife? And that that's where your belief system comes in. Because I mean, there's a lot of people out there, the Christians mm-hmm. and whoever, say, well, when you pass on, you you end up at the pearly gates and there's Saint whatever, if you're lucky. and uh, mm-hmm. there's the heaven and the hell aspect. But it seems like there's so many... To me, it feels like the Wild West. Yeah, there's there's just spirits everywhere, and they don't know how to move on, or they can't move on. Like you said, they're being well, bullied or oppressed by other you spirits. You have to think about it this way, okay? Uh, and I really notice that when I'm in Europe, because it's so old mm-hmm. there. But think about all the war- world wars, the Black Plague... Mm. You know, illnesses, yeah. um, all, I mean, there were so many wars in Europe long before oh. the great wars, they, you know. been fighting for thousands of years. Exactly. Blood gets shed and you have spirits that, if you follow the theory that if you're shocked out of the body, whether it be sudden death, like a car accident, being shot, you know, you're shocked out of the body. You don't have time for it to register that you've actually passed on or you realize you've been shot, you've been murdered violently, that unfinished business, you have them wandering around aimlessly just trying to be heard. And to the spirits, a medium is sort of like that light in the darkness. They come to you essentially to be heard. So when they're saying, help me, you know, a lot of times you've got to almost sit back and say, well, you know, do you realize? The first question I ask is, do you realize you've passed on? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, are you stuck here? Like, when you're dealing with religious mindsets, sometimes can make it difficult for spirits because the Christians and, you know, Catholics and many of the different varied religions, um, you know, believe that if you suicide, that you're stuck here because only God himself has the right to take your life. Well, how about logically um, that what kind of, where is your state of mind at? To be able to take your own life, you've got to be at the lowest mm-hmm. point in your life. Well, <clears throat> just because the physical ceases to be doesn't mean that mindset has changed. Chances are that that spirit individual is still in the exact same mindset. Mm. Only now he's aware of what he's done. Right. So now there's compounded guilt as to and that, his loved ones. That's just like some of the, the ones that John and I have dealt with, the ones that we've moved, uh, the last three have been like guys with who had severe mental health issues when they were alive. That doesn't change. And they took yeah, their lives, right. and then and then it, yeah. it didn't change for them. Exactly. And uh, that's the, one of the things that we had to do to, to move them and communicate with them is tell them that they're fine and they're okay mm-hmm. and and uh, they don't have to worry about 
being judged and that sort of thing. I hope I'm not selling them a, a false hope or anything. No, but, no, no. You but, go with the belief system yeah, of the and, time frame. And we've seen them right? move on. And when you're dealing hopefully with that they're, they become normal or they're, they, they become the better in the maybe. next whatever. Well, I can give you an example. Okay. I was called into um, um, do an experiment, I guess. I had a... Um, I guess they're called, they're just like a cleanup crew. So so essentially, when somebody passes away, they're the guys that get called in after the coroner, and they right. do the cleanup of, right. of the body. Crime scene cleanup. And exactly, crime right. scene, scene, yes. So I had a woman um, that was in the home. She'd been there for two weeks, and she'd been killed. Right. And, you know, I did a communication at the time, Patrick and I, and she basically... She was schizophrenic. I kept hearing all these little voices. I'm going, this is ridiculous. Anyway, we got, the further we got into the communication, it turned out, and we did find out afterwards from uh, the gentleman of the, the, the crew who was, had already been hired out by the family and such, that she had schizophrenia. And she was hanging back to stay with her things. Mm. It was a woman's shelter, so right. she was a pretty bad way. So essentially, I just said to her, "Well, you go, but just you need to cross, and, and I'll watch your stuff." But I knew it would happen very quickly, you know. So I'll come back tomorrow. Your stuff will be fine. But I said, "But if you go one time, you can come back, and you and you won't have all that those voices anymore." And she agreed. I came back the next day, and she had come back. Because people don't realize you can come back and forth as many times as oh, you yeah. want. All yeah. you've got to do is find your way home once. Right. And then, you can, then, then you're not restricted. It's not like the huh? belief system is, oh, you can never come right. back. You know, Then you can come back. And when she returned, I didn't, I didn't hear all that, that chattering. And I said, I said it's gone. I said, you don't, I said, you don't hear the voices. And she went, no. I said, your stuff's okay. She went, yes. And you know we were able to find out from her who it was that killed her. And when I reported that back to the head of the, 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 the company for the cleaning company, mm -hmm. um, they went, they gave it to the police and it goes, he's a suspect. Wow. They already yes. knew. So she basically said where he lived. And, and I says, all I'm doing is just writing it down as we right. get it. And from that point on, it's out of my hands. And then he, he just... You know, he just went ahead and gave it up. And I thought, thought it was, like, super interesting. So when you say, you know, do they lose all of, can they, they cross over and leave that? They can. Oh, I yes. don't believe that they can cross over with all their baggage, though. How many people sit back, hang back because of unfinished business or because they don't know they pass on or because it's mental, right. mental illness yeah. or because it's, you know, they're waiting for somebody sometimes. I've seen situations where children are waiting for their parents, and their parents have passed on, and they never, they never see each other. Never That's the sad part. Just mm -hmm. because you have two spirits in the same location, they don't always see one another. They're in different levels. They've died at different right. times. Right. So, you know, you're hitting yeah. different levels, and you've got to figure out which level you're dealing with. That's that's pretty sad, though, isn't it? It is very sad. You know, because you're thinking, like like I said, who's who's minding the afterlife and who's saying, okay, like, yeah. you know, to the the little boy spirit saying, well, your mom and dad passed on 20 years ago, mm -hmm. go join them, and he's like, oh, they, I had no idea, know. you know, or they might be looking for him. Sometimes you need to open the door for them. You've got to open that door and that that light for them. That's that light. Kinda, seems kind of cruel, doesn't it? 
Well, it does you know? in a sense. Because <laughs> everybody says, you know, life's a bitch and then you die, but then yeah. it should be it should be better, right? But sometimes it doesn't get any better or no. But they can the they can or? be led. They can be led. You know, it's just a matter of deal with the mindset. For example, you know, you're looking at settlers who came to this country, so you know what the rough years are when the country settled. Well, back in the day, they would instill the fear of God into you. Mm -hmm. They were diehard Christians on average. So when you're dealing with that kind of a spirit, you know, I find when I'm doing a case, if I'm dealing with a spirit like that, I can't be giving them some New Age Buddhism stuff, you know, like I'm dealing with diehard Christians. Right. So you have to talk Jesus and God. Oh, yeah, hardcore. And everything. It's important to know um, at least a little bit about all the many religions But you think that the spirit would be able to say, oh, no, it's, it's, you know, it's this way and not that way or... You know, or, you can or do say, oh, there's no such error. thing as this, or, or, or totally this. And you, you can't push your views on them. No. You can only, it's the same as working with individuals on a case who are living. Because one of the things that uh, Tony, who's a member of our paranormal group, SHIP, does, is he'll often say with his with the ghost box or his, his uh, digital recorder, he'll say, is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Or do you, you know, where is God or, or this? And he never, ever has got a response to that. Mm. And we're like, hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Or he'll say, or he'll say, what is your full Christian name? Right? And they might not, they may yeah. not. So I it, think, I believe personally, and I'm sure that they're, you know, it, it's one of those, those, Loaded double-edged sword right. questions. It's a heavy topic, right? <laughs> it is. I, I am. I've always said I am a spiritual individual. I believe in the higher power. I believe there's something more out there that that definitely of light and darkness. I believe in all of that. You know, I believe that for many of us, it all comes in different names. I look at religion itself as more of an organized. It's a, a human organized... It's a control thing, right? Well, mm-hmm. it can be, definitely. Right. You know? I mean, there have been many wars fought in the name of religion, and I don't believe that any god would want a war fought on his behalf. Right. That is a man-made okay. thing. Mm-hmm. Being spiritual yeah. and being religious are two entirely different things. Mm-hmm. I know I have many God-fearing friends who are extremely spiritual and believe exactly what you know a lot of the Christians do. For example, I only use... Christianity because, you know, I was raised a Catholic. But no, I've just learned, you know, it's kind of like evolving a little bit that you have to look at the bigger picture falls far beyond having to, for me personally, to go to church and drop 10% of my wage every, Mm -hmm. you know, every week I could sit, I can go sit in the forest somewhere and connect with God on a whole other level and probably... In a deeper way, I understand the whole thing of community and things like that. So I give a lot of my time to community and to help people. I don't mm-hmm. charge for my services. I've never done that. No. I, I well, give like to myself to the cows come home. Bad you know? karma, right? Yeah, it's people bad juju, charge. as I say. Bad yes, yeah. exactly. You give of yourself, and it is about service to others. You're listening to Phantom Faction Podcast. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny. 
So like Dan and I have our little minor nonprofit house clearing business, and we're dealing with the little things. Mm. Give us an example. And now I know your privacy is huge. You're not going to, mm. but give us an example of a kind of thing that, like, we've never had, for example, a table fly across the room or been slammed against a wall. Give us an example of the kind of Thankfully, stuff. Thankfully, I have never been slammed up against a wall yeah. either. <laughs> Maybe somebody who's called you has, or like yes, what kind? Yes. Of, okay. Yes, Give us yes. an example of yeah. something that, compared to the little things that Dan and I do. <laughs> um. Well, I get called into to cases. I can again. I could probably give you a couple of examples. You know, um, usually I will prioritize children. Of mm-hmm. course. See, that's what and, we said. If there's kids involved, yes. we we take those first. Well, one case that I did, um, the, 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 they had, you know, three children. The baby was being thrown out of her crib oh, every night. Oh, my Every night. This little, in Canada? Yes. Wow. The little boy was being woken up every night. Um, they would sit and play in the playroom, and he would have a little friend over, um, and they would get pushed and, and things like that, and they would get channeled, you know. So uh, literally, like, the mother could not wake the child up, you know, oh. things things of that nature. And that was ongoing for a little while. Um, so that's one that definitely, you know, got my attention pretty for quick. Sure. Wow. And it was close enough to home for me that I could actually give it my own um, personal attention, you know, I remember one night, you know, the kids were in bed and her husband worked out of town a lot. And um, this is probably about six months after the case. And she was watching TV. The sound was down on the television. And she was watching TV. She wanted to wake the children. And all of a sudden, through the TV, which sound was down, it said my name. So Carol Ann. Carol Ann. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Waiting for the creepy guy yeah, to come yeah. out. We were just talking about uh, the Poltergeist <laughs> movie, the last yeah, part. Yeah, could have been. But anyway, she just she just called me and she says, I, th- I think you have to come over for dinner. Um, your your attention has been requested. I went, wow. All right. I already knew. I says, I'll, I'll pick up dinner. I'll pick, I'll stop by and pick up dinner and I'll see you then. So I came the next night and I she opened the door. And upstairs, I can hear boom, 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 coming across. And she just pointed upstairs and smiled. And I walked in, and, and I just said, honey, I'm home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, boom, 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 you know. And I was just like, wow. So I went upstairs, and I'm just like, clear the house again. Right, wow. <laughs> you know, and um, it's not even a house that you would expect. It was just a little, like, uh, you know, a side-split house. And it was probably about 25 years old. Right. Wow. But it was on native land. Okay. And, um, you know, it just, it wreaked havoc over that family. It took me exactly um, 11 and a half months to do. It was my longest case ever. Wow. And she was Christian and he was Muslim. So it was, I, I was working with two faiths that mm-hmm. I had to bear in mind out of, you know, courtesy to both um, both families, sides of the family. And I worked at the time with a Christian minister out of North Carolina, and they had a team that traveled the world doing their versions of exorcisms. And we waited many months for them, and they came just before Christmas. And um, I don't know how this woman did it, because there was another house that got infected um, from one of our psychics that originally came while well, this thing followed him. So they never stepped foot in the psychic's house who was here in Guelph. And this other house was in Burlington. Within two hours, this woman cleared both houses 
and that thing did not rear its head again for another two years. Wow. And when it did have a little peek in, I cleared it. Gone. Now, was that a spirit? No. So it was something else. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. you would? How would you classify them? What would you? What would you call them? Like it, it's it's not a. No, I, I know so, there's so many, sword there's so many <laughs> variations, isn't it? Yeah, there, but like, there, there is like people, some people would call it a demon, some people would call it an entity. Some, it, this family would definitely have called it a demonic, okay. um, as per okay. their their faith for sure. I mean, everybody has or believes in what malevolent sure. energies are, what demons actually are. Are they extraterrestrials? Are they actually inhuman spirits that were never at any time part of this world? Um, you know, are they malevolent spirits that were so evil that they turned into these devil-like beings? Mm -hmm. um, there's so many different, you know, right. theories as to what they could be. Whatever this was, um, it growled. Um, I got some of the most amazing EVPs that came from that house. Um, there's this thing called um, like phantom sounds. And essentially, um, one example is I have my recorder sitting in the furnace room. So it's all concrete floors down there. Okay. And there's nothing, there was nothing down there aside from the furnace room. And I'm, I, I played my recorder. It sounded like somebody had picked it up and where they were looking at it or playing with it and they set it back down. And then there was heavy boots. It sounded like they were walking on old hardwood floors. And then it sat on this old squeaky bed or a chair and you can hear it. Oh. And then I'm like, what the heck is that? <laughs> so, and then I pulled one out from another room and it sounded like something on carpet was being dragged across an old wooden floor and you could hear the chains and it was sound like, like, like it was too heavy oh. for it to move it. And it was like going, it was all growly through it. I'm like, <laughs> it was just like, it. I never, you know, I, I get EVPs. I never had wow. the phantom sounds, the phantom furniture. Like you just, am I tapping into something that's going on at the exact same time? Or am I tapping into a residual sound, mm -hmm. like a replay? Mm -hmm. I was going to ask if that I, uh, would be considered a residual one. There's no idea. Like, like the I have battlefields, no right? Like yeah, the, but you're picking up my recorder and you're touching it and you're playing with it. Yeah. And you set it, I it's hear it being set back sound down. That is when well, I can hear it's like, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking that almost sounds real time mm -hmm. to me. You know, this thing's belly aching the whole time. It's lugging, whatever it is, it's lugging across the floor. It's like, oh, all right. And do those kind of things, do they ever communicate in like language or is it more like just growls and screams and it can communicate in any language any, anything oh my okay. gosh sure i've had them communicate in english i've got phenomenal collection of voice recordings where it comes through they call you every name in the book mm -hmm. the c word's a personal favorite apparently <laughs> so <laughs> i've learned to not be offended by the c word I'm like yeah 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 okay whatever you know yeah. but um they can definitely speak in english or other languages i don't think there's any real language barrier in the spirit realm as it is, right. let alone these things, which are ageless and timeless, you know. And have they ever threatened you? It's like, <laughs> the time. Yeah, okay, so it's the same thing, yeah. Like, just, I've been threatened yeah. to be killed and all that kind of so stuff. So how do you protect yourself? Do you or have a ritual? <laughs> well, do you have a ritual that you do? No, I, I don't really. Um, like I said, every case is different. I am a fan of... Uh, I love black tourmaline. I, I wear okay, black yeah. tourmaline. Yep. Uh, I wear a lot of different antiquities, um, again, from my ancestry. That gives mm -hmm. me strength. I draw from that. Um, they're, you know, a band of warriors, so to speak. Um, I, you know, 
I don't really do anything specifically for myself. If I know I'm going into a really bad location, I'll batten down the hatches, as I call it, in my own place, which is essentially doing a good clearing and sealing it. But most of the time, they've already paid me a visit long before right. I right. even get to the house. So there's not really any point. I go in there. I'm confident. I have my own faith, my spirituality. I have tremendous confidence in my guides and those that help me. And I kind of just, I'm a firm believer if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they are a race of beings, whatever they may be, that far surpass, you know, we as humans in respects to time and space. And, you know, right. I, I believe, hardcore believe in um, the strength behind your actions and your faith and your right. words. Right. So you could, you know, adorn yourself with as many baubles as you want and, you know, like you stuff garlic it. down your and shirt. And do if you believe that it works, it, it yeah. will, right? Well, it will. It it's, it's empowerment. If you, feel, if you feel empowered, if you're going to go in, for example, you know, um, if you're going to go in into a, a Christ, deal with a Christian spirit or a Christian well, family, Michael, the, the Lord's or, prayer, all of that, right. yes. It's the power behind the words and it is the power behind the actions that you're doing it that makes it effective. Mm -hmm. Now, when you r remove something like that, like um, sometimes when Dan and I are removing these little things, I'll envision an insanely bright white light. Mm -hmm. Do you have a like technique that removes them? Or is it the communication you can't be here? Or do you guys like what do you do to kind of finally get that? We have a bit broken? of a love hate relationship. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes I can go in, they're, they're all different. Mm -hmm. And um, I definitely will do clearing the old-fashioned way. But again, I deal with the religious background of the family. Right. So if I'm going to do that, I have to, you know, I have to research, you know, what worked. Holy water, you know, maybe okay. having a priest come in and do a blessing. Um, work with the family and see what they want to do. A lot of people, they want you to do smudging. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I'm, I'm pretty good at doing, you know, smudging clearings and then you basically seal the house. But where it gets touchy is if you need to make sure the thing is gone. Because mm -hmm. if you attempt to seal the house and it's not gone or it's gone out through the roof, something like that, because you can't get everything up there, That's right. then yeah. you've sealed it inside. You know, right. a lot of times I believe the most effective tool is empowering the individuals and teaching them how to do the clearing and giving them the strength. When It is amazing the strength that people find when they realize that they're not alone anymore, mm -hmm. that they have somebody there that has their back and believes what they're saying. Right. You know, and I'll give them techniques and teach them. Nine times out of ten when I'm done working with someone, not only can they protect their own house if it ever rears its head again, they can protect themselves, and they've gone. I've had many people that help go on to form their own groups or go on to right. help other people themselves. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you find when people begin to lose their fear that that makes a big difference right away? Just hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Just like so when people the, realize the that their thing. faith hasn't abandoned them either, right? Right. right. It's yeah. everything. Well, one of the things I've been telling people is something that I learned from you is that. Acknowledgement is empowerment. 100%. And when we did the home in Hamilton, mm -hmm. when I sat down with the, the lady, the, the mother that lived there, and I told her that. And I said, listen, I said, if you hear something or see something, try and ignore it. 
wave it off, don't acknowledge it. And when the skill saw was going on by itself in the basement, she was recording. She had her phone. And her husband and his friend were sitting on the other couch, and they're like, oh, my God, they're, they're freaking out. And she's like, no, no, no. She says, remember what he said. Like, don't acknowledge it. Just, just don't let it scare you. Just wave it off. And, and then the, the three of them would go down there and turn the, the yeah. saw off. Yeah. But, yeah. Then she, but she was like, no, no, like, don't freak out. Just, uh, just try and ignore it and don't, uh, don't empower it, right, mm-hmm. as you say. And, uh, but when she, when she did that, and I was like, oh, she actually listened, right? Because she was like, oh, no, remember what Dan said, like, it, it is important because I believe a lot of it. Carry on, right? Well, exactly, because a lot of it is state of mind. Right. If you're going to live your life in fear, and mm-hmm. something's going on, the cases that I work on, these things thrive on your energy. It's like food to them. Right. Mm-hmm. So how are they going to do that? They're going to get a reaction. <laughs> you know, they're going to make you fearful. Right. They don't want you to sleep. They don't want you to eat. They want to keep you weak. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't want you to have fight in you. Well, they didn't want you to sleep, did they? That was that, exactly describing. Yeah. 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 He they wouldn't. Know. He would sleep like maybe two hours a night when mm-hmm. the big John spirit was. Yeah, and then I'd get out of bed when I'd get hit and all those stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it was mm-hmm. just wearing. Them so down. I did. I can. Well, it's hard to ignore something like that. Acknowledgement is a part. You're yeah. being cuffed around, but yeah. But that's where again, yeah. like I'll give you an example. I was working. <clears throat> Um, a really haunted, um, malevolent location, and a few years back, and I was laying in bed one night, and my spidey senses kind of switched on. My eyes popped open, and I went, okay, something's come in. I just quietly, I went downstairs, and I went and I sat down on, on the sofa, and I look, and we, at the time, we had this black leather lazy boy. And you get the term blacker than black. I told you right? guys this, this little bit of a story. Yes. I, me- I mentioned this. You told uh, me did this. Did you? Yeah. Well, yeah. And this thing, I could hear this, I could see a form sitting in the chair. And I hear, like, just like, like this gruff, like, you know, I'm like, hmm. I'm like, really? <laughs> I said, is this why you woke me up? Seriously. So you could growl at me. I, I know. And so I got up. And I, and I, I, I turned my back to it and I said, don't let the door hit you on the way out. And I walked back towards the stairs and right behind me, I I, I could just, it was like a rush that came up behind me. I braced myself for a minute and went, oh, here it comes. <laughs> I get smacked up the stairs or something, in the butt. but it was like a large, like a poof, popping sound that went in behind me and it just like gone. It was just gone. And I just turned around, I was like, took a breath and went, Okay. So when acknowledgement, it's just like you, you have the fear. It's one thing to fear. We all have fears. I'm not like invincible. I have fear. I just show it differently. Mm-hmm. I will not, if possible, you know, I the will The fight not. or flight syndrome, right? You'll stay in fight yeah. even though you might be a little bit nervous, right? A little bit mm. scared. No, I would be just as scared. Used to too much now. Yeah. I would be just as I think, and not that I can't be startled. Like if you came up around a corner at me, you'd probably you'd what get are you trying this, to say you get the same reaction. <laughs> it's like right. you know, yeah. as if somebody else doing it. But right. on an average, I'm pretty aware of my surroundings, and when right. something comes in, I'm pretty aware. Hmm. Now. Uh, one story you told me, and I love this story, is when you were in the in Romania. I was just going to ask. In the haunted forest. Yeah. And uh, if anyone's not familiar, it's this, I can't remember the name of it. Hoya Boxu. That, thank you. Say that again real loud for everybody. Hoya Boxu. Hoya <laughs> Boxu Forest in Romania. Yes. And if you look at it on Google Earth, 
there's a huge clearing. It's almost complete, like a, a perfect circle. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's what, about 100 yards across? It's pretty big. Pretty big. Yeah. And it's considered one of the most haunted or it most is, paranormal. It is the most haunted forest in the world. Really? Sec- or you, first only, the second one would be the Japan forest. And you've forest. been there. I have. And uh, I remember when I was talking to you about it, you said you were talking about Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures and how he was a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's not listening to our podcast. <laughs> he gets his feelings hurt. Well, whatever. But you said you were having a nap in there, and yeah. he was in there for 20 minutes, and he was crying his eyes out. When I saw the episode, he was very emotional. <laughs> oh, yeah, That's was, what I will say. He was but, very emotional. Yeah. I, yes, I did have an app in the forest. I <laughs> most haunted forest in the world. She's having an app. She's in. having a nap. There. Well, yeah. you kind of have to because you know it was. I figured it would be a longer night. So was um, this like a pilgrimage for you? Or you're like, oh, I gotta go. Was it just a trip, oh, or were you, were you did trying call to call you, or did you just? Oh no, 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 I decided no. I, yeah. I wasn't going to go to Romania and not do the forest. <laughs> okay. like, right. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. me. <laughs> I had to. I was with you know two of my 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 dearest friends and colleagues from you know Canada's most haunted, and we decided we were just going to do it. And Adrienne, of course, is Romanian. She's from Romania. Oh wow! Um, this is actually going to be one of the stories on Haunted Case Files, season two. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, a shameless um, plug right there, right? There we go. There you go. My producer's happy. So you were there. We, we were in there. The it's a four-kilometer hike up. Wow. So um, we definitely wanted to leave ourselves some time. We went during the day. Um, I needed to get a feel of my surroundings, you know, and um, had a picnic and a nap for sure, you know. <laughs> You ended up bawling your eyes out or running around in the circle? or No, no, no. It got pretty hairy in that circle, though. So a lot of people get very emotional. Um, Zach is a very sensitive individual. So I guess, you know, his experience was a little different than my experience. Right. But um, it was an interesting thing because there were four of us. And the one guy that was with us was, like, very skeptical. And you... Definitely want a skeptical guy with you because it just you want that. It's like the icing on the cake when 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 they turn white and they go, "Oh my god!" Yeah, he's total non-believer, and he's like, "Nah, whatever, whatever. I don't believe in any of this." So you know, Adriana said, "Well, I'm going to do some voice recordings." There's six entrances into the circle. At one point, actually, I'm napping and I look up, and there's this like there's this old like gypsy man, and he's going in this old horse and cart with the big solid wheels. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, I'm on top of a freaking mountain. I just, you know, you want How to poke him, right? You just want to run up to him and poke him, but you're like, I'm still like half asleep going, okay, well, you know, so Mel and I are going, okay. Maybe he was a spirit. We don't know. No. I mean, like I said, we're up on a mountain. There's a yeah, horse and a cart. cart. Yeah. But anyway, it's possible because, you know, there are roads going in and around there. So anyway, so um, I remember saying to Adriana, just, don't keep that one for last or don't go into that that entrance at all. It's like really supercharged. She goes, okay. So she did the other five and she goes, I'm going to go do that one now. And I'm like, all right. So Mel and I sat there and I'm just watching her because I just wanted to be on my guard, you know, because I can tell there was something there. So she's standing there and she's going, I'm feeling something's very heavy on my chest right now. It feels like it's pushing into the chest. And I'm going, I bet it is. There is a tree going down behind her like like this. And you can hear it like like a tree cracking. 
And she's not realizing it's going down behind her. And Mel and I are going, ah, like, (laughs) like behind you. And all of a sudden, it it snaps right back up. And she's like, (gasps) she still hasn't seen this tree. Yeah, and it just kind of, it wasn't a big, thick tree, but I mean, it was still like thick enough. We said it was almost like something had stepped on it, like a giant. uh, Oh, no, not that's after. Oh, this is another one. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is just a tree going down. So, (laughs) anyway. We brought the ghost box um, along with us, of course. All of our, everything died. Like, all of our cameras died. We were down to, like, literally one, like, Mel was using her iPhone 4 to boot, right? Like, everything was dead. And then, But the ghost box, we had the smaller ghost box with us. It was working. So she recorded that session. And it, it just got crazy because we could hear them speaking in Romanian. So I said, well, Adi could obviously decipher what was being said. I said, can you just speak in English? Because there's no, it's a universal language. Like, like there's no language barriers. Mm-hmm. And then I heard him say, da, which is yes. Mm-hmm. And it goes, yes. So we're, we're, we've got a groove going. They're communicating, we're communicating. And then all of a sudden, right, the skeptical guy, you got, when it happens to the skeptical guy, you know you're onto something. The skeptical guy goes, I don't think that's supposed to be happening. <laughs> Looking around, it's the night of the supermoon besides that. So the whole Whoa. circle was yeah. lit up like a bloody yeah. dance hall. So it was not hard to look around. We waited for that night for that reason. And we turned around, like literally the three of us turned around and looked, and we could see the tree line looked like it was being was folding down like something was going over it and we're like like an invisible giant was walking through it i don't know but when the box turned around and said go now run (laughs) we're like i'm with the box (laughs) so you know so (laughs) so a voice came through the spirit box and and it said go now run and we're like yeah, be, yeah. because what had happened before that was that something growly came through and Adriana sort of snapped at it and I went, oh, we should have done that. I think we have to do that. our next podcast from the, the Romanian forest. There, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal place. The really? energy is is crazy. Apparently the trees like grow really. They're all wonky. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're all, all over the place and, and twisted and curved. Yeah, right. and, yeah, yeah they're, they're crazy. Um, the whole landscape, there's no birds. We, we saw no birds, um, no animals, insects, yes, no no birds singing, Whoa. no butterflies, like nothing. Would you ever go back? Of course. Of course. <laughs> Next time it's for sleepover, though. Oh. Mm. That's already in the works. Wow. Yes. So, wow. yeah, it's fun. Want to go to Romania? Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> Romania is, a, is an amazing place. I'll bet. It's an amazing place. Did you go to Transylvania as well? Of course. Of course you did. Of course. I was all over there. <laughs> wow. Yes. Now, uh, before we started the pod, we were talking about uh, some small towns in Ontario, and we mentioned King Carden. And you went, "Oh, King Carden!" You said the, the, this. That <laughs> I place love is crazy. King Carden. I was it just is. I was just there the other place. day. Beautiful yeah. place, it right is. on the water. Yes. But uh, you said there's a lot of spirits there. A lot of Absolutely. activity. Absolutely, you've got. I mean, think about it. You you you've got the Bruce Power Plant there. Right. So the energy is like amped up to like a minute and a half. Or, you know, right. And the lake. Right. Exactly. Now, is there one specific place, like town, in Ontario that you would say has more activity than you were used to or that uh, or I've no I have worked literally in many small towns and cities and like everywhere 
There's a lot of people say Niagara, Niagara on the lake is most haunted hopping. town in Canada. I, you know what? I I, I know it's very active, but I've I've had more active. You know, but there was a lot. You know, Niagara on the Lake has a lot of history, mm-hmm. and where you have history, mm-hmm. you're going, especially bloodshed. You are going to have a heck of a lot of activity. So, you know, we do this film project called Paranormal Profilers. Um, the producer is a friend of mine. You can catch it on YouTube. You want to see the mm-hmm. portal in action, then you'll see it in action regularly okay. there because that's you know our segment of the show is that and. Um, We've done a lot of locations have been opened up to us hmm. for that show. You know, Peter's very well respected and, um, you know, things, places that would never open up to any kind of paranormal investigation definitely opened up to be filmed. And it's definitely been an interesting, it's interesting in that going to like, mm. let's put it that way. Have you uh, ever been to, to work in King Carden? Doing your thing you have, okay. Yes, yes, I have. And I can tell you some of the most compelling voice recordings of alleged demonic recordings I've ever captured have come from King Carden. Hmm. I filmed an episode of E.T. Canada at a place in King Carden, and it was like February, and um, the house had been winterized, so there was no power and there was no heat, Hmm. you know, and I said, all the water had been drained, no, no water, and she says, do you want us to flip everything back on? I says, do nothing. Because when it's cold, it's better, more active. Yeah. Right? Well, it's like anything, you know, on a hot, hot, humid day, mm-hmm. you get weighed down. Right. <laughs> you know, okay. whereas mm-hmm. when it's, I, I, one of the first things, in fact, I say in the summer, people say, all of a sudden I got this activity. I'm like, did you put the air on? And it's cold and dry. Right? Uh. So I said, leave everything as is. So this is about noontime when I do what I call the walkabout. I'm just trying to get a feel for the place. And all of a sudden, the whole stereo system comes on in the place. It used to be a restaurant, so it's like the whole house is like, like Frank Sinatra. I'm like, oh. Do you know where she's you know? talking about? Yeah, I know where you're talking about. <laughs> yep. So I'm just going, yep. oh, I think I do too. God now. almighty, Frank Sinatra killed me. <laughs> so anyway, I watched her husband break into a back room to turn off the sound system when he held up the plug and I went, oh, I think this is a playhouse, yeah. <laughs> which was my exact words. Oh boy. So it got bloody crazy. Um, we made our way upstairs with the ET Canada crew at this point and I walk into one bathroom and there's water everywhere, all over the roof, like the ceiling, the wall. It's like a big wet dog. Just And the owner looked at me, she went, the water's turned off, and we've been with you. And I'm like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. so anyway, we went about, and um, at one point I'm being interviewed separately. Canada's Most Haunted, Haunted had our own camera guy. There was probably about like six, seven people in another room. And I come out from my interview in a separate room, and everybody's standing there going, like, uh, looking like, Still jaws hanging down. My camera guy can't even move. He's just like frozen in fear. And I come out and I look at Patrick and I look, my sister was also there helping us out with equipment that day. And, and I trusted her hundred percent. She's, I know she's just not going to rattle my chain. She's going to tell it to me just like it is. I'm like, why is everybody not moving? And she goes, because they had a huge, um, flat screen TV and, she said something walked through it, stopped like this, and went. 
Mm-hmm. And it had Looked horns. It had mm-hmm. horns. Mm-hmm. She goes, it looked like Gollum, literally, from Lord of the Rings. And, and the, everybody saw it. Even the crew. Yeah, there were six people who saw it. I'm the wow. only one caught in the other room and didn't get to see anything. Oh, no. <laughs> so anyway, I come back going, come on. And anyway, um, yeah, so the, the husband looked at me and he held up the plug and he went, it's mm. unplugged because there's no power on. I'm like, and that was the beginning of our love-hate relationship with the house, this, this thing. In and it. were you able to move this thing? Or? Why would we want to do that? No, <laughs> no. She actually ended up doing tours there, and it was like yeah, a... I know. You know I had a drink in that building. It was a hotel, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was a... It's, Bef- it fit a bunch before, of things. Long ago, it was, it was a, a hotel. Home. Funeral home. For about 30 years. Yep, and then it was turned into a, a, a bar. A restaurant. restaurant and, and they had problems keeping staff. <laughs> there yeah. was a kid that got locked into a, a little kind of a, I think it's like a walkthrough. Yeah. And the doors wouldn't move. Yeah. And the kids wouldn't work there. It had an awful time. Now, when I was there, I maybe I had enough to drink, but I didn't notice anything at the time. Oh, my gosh. But there was, well, this is before your, your antenna was up too, right? Yeah, and even then, so. like I said, we were there drinking. And I, when my right antenna wouldn't Queen's have been. Right Park there, right? Yeah, right, that's right. right. Yeah. I know the place. Oh, yeah. Been in there. And there were stories about that place. And so now, and now I can, she. I can attest to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had that place to myself uh, at night. We've We've had it. And yeah. it's just been like all night long, things walking up and down the halls. And mm-hmm. it would call my house. What school? I've got, oh, can't anymore. Yeah, it's Aww. just all private now. Yeah, it's been sold. It's all private really? home, yeah. like apartments and stuff. Oh, jeez. I've got all kinds of voice recordings from there. This thing would just like, you know, I remember one time I'm at home and I'm peeling potatoes and the phone rings and my ex-husband, my husband at the time, ex-husband now, um, essentially I says, can you just get the phone? I said, I'm, I'm just going to wash my hands. And he picks up the phone. And I could hear from the other room this loud growling, rah, belly aching. And I'm going, oh, wait for it. And all he said was, it's for you. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like throwing myself over the couch trying to get to it. I'm right there. Don't hang up on it. Just talk to it for a minute. I'm just washing my hands. There's not a chance. I want to talk to Satan this. wants his potatoes scalloped. I know, right? Pretty much how it went. But anyway, yeah. So I got on the phone, and then all of a sudden, there was an old-fashioned music box playing. And I was like, wow. Was my growly friend? I had so many experiences with that. You know, I remember her talking to me one time. She was, "Oh my God, the mailman's coming! I just have to run down the stairs and drop this letter off in the box." I went, "Oh, perfect." She was, "I'm just gonna." She's very funny. I'm just gonna put the phone down right here. Again, cordless phones, right? Mm -hmm. The frequency, the channels. She puts it down. So I'm sitting there waiting while I could hear her go down the back servant stairs. All of a sudden. The dogs start going hysterical. She had a big Doberman, and she had a couple of chihuahuas that think they were Dobermans. And they're <laughs> all barking and growling. All of a sudden, something comes through, um, comes through the phone, and just starts growling and calls me, you know, calls me and, you know, and effing, again, the C word. The C word. I'm like, can we get more creative? <laughs> but I'm like, I says, oh, come on now. I says, you have a potty mouth. That's the best I could actually come up with. <laughs> I never had anything speak to me like that. Like, through, right. I, you get them on voice recordings, but I never, ever, in all the years I'd done this, had something come through the phone and do that to me. I was so caught off guard, the best I could come up with was, you have a potty mouth. Mm. I'm thinking to myself, why did you say that? You know, and this thing didn't even say anything. It was probably shocked as I was that it actually said it. So I was like, I yeah. know, it was a poor choice of words. Yeah, so. that, that is an amazing, it, and it seemed to really mess with the kids that worked there. 
like the young kids. It, it there were so with, many kids that were just terrified to work there. They you know, yeah. couldn't get a busboy, a waitress, and they would just. There and were of course, lot. kids. The story gets passed on and it gets bigger. But there was the one I heard about the kid trapped, and people were actually pushing on the door, and the door was just swings. And they couldn't get the kid out. The door wouldn't swing. And then all of a sudden, it just freed up and the door swung. Well, the and original we family suffered in that house. They were oh, they, they lot died in that house. Really? Yes. Yeah. There was, it, the history goes back a long way. And it is kind of just a, it's, if you were to walk down the street and pick a spooky house, that's yeah. the one you'd pick. You just got a, you know, kind of a. Oh, yeah. yeah well, I think even uh, the lighthouse there. Yes. Um, and Chantry Island, just off of Port Elgin, I think is uh, where a lighthouse is. They say that's one of a, a haunted area as well. That's just outside. Well, with the boat wrecks and everything, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, a lot of people. again, you know, you're looking yeah. near a lot of the Great Lakes. I mean, let's yeah. face it, from a historical standpoint, you know, um, the Native people, the settlers alike, would all settle around the waterways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, wars were fought along the waterways. It was a port of entry. Mm-hmm. You know, they were all settled near there. It's not uncommon that your hauntings would start in and around large bodies of water or rivers. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of shipwrecks in the Great Lakes. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you always hear about the shipwrecks. There's a lot of people on those shipwrecks. That's, that's so. right. Yeah, no, that's right. A lot of must have perished yeah. as well. That's right. Yeah. Wow. So. That's kind of cool. You're, that's neat. <laughs> I've heard stories about that place. So that's, <laughs> it's that's so cool. very cool I guess place. we're not getting in though, are we? Yeah, oh, well, yeah, yeah they don't. The townspeople would never want to talk about that house. Yeah. I did a lot. I spent a lot of time in the library going through archives and things of that nature, and they would not even, like, nobody wants to acknowledge that that house is haunted. Wow. They're a very tight-knit community. Hmm. But, I mean, it's been controversial right down to the original owner. The original owner was sort of shunned by the town, being a Scottish community, um, when the Black Donnellys were all murdered, he actually went and purchased all of the horses to help them out financially because he, he traded in horses and dealt in horses. So right. he went and, and gave them a boatload of money and bought horses. Well, that really infuriated a lot of the townspeople, mm-hmm. yeah, especially considering they were Irish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. So he got, you've got not only the Irish, but they were considered... You know, they weren't like they didn't figure that they should help that family, the survivors at all. So there's been a lot of controversy surrounding yeah. that family. Right. Um, haunted case files. Mm-hmm. You you have a lot to do with this program. Um, I did four episodes for them, season one, um, and due to my schedule, mm-hmm. I only did two for season two. Right. But yes. But yeah. they come to you and say. Yeah, they came to me. Right. Uh, I worked with, they were the same producers that worked on Paranormal Survivor. Mm-hmm. So they're great to work with, great producers. And you're like a they're quote-unquote expert, if you will, kind of enlighten people on yeah, what's going on. Yeah, we tried to go over that term. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nobody but, seems to want to listen to me. But, but when for I the said, average person well, that's watching. the first place that I saw you was Paranormal Survivor. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yes. And then me when too, I saw yeah. you at uh, the convention there in Niagara Falls, I was like, hey, I know that lady. Because <laughs> yeah. I recognized the hair and everything else. And then that's when Steve, that's our, right. our, our friend, uh, friend Steve, Steve McInnes, yeah. introduced us. Yes. And uh, here we are. Sitting, and here on, we are sitting on the stage of the Harrison Theater <laughs> talking about here we are. You know, demons and ghosts and all this crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. So in your personal life, you 
you say you're going just a normal day for you, go to the grocery store, pick up a few things. Do you ever have spirits? Normal just <laughs> well, I never do that. I have any normal seem at But do spirits approach you? I know people approach you about spirits, but do um, spirits approach you? Yes, sometimes. I yeah. actually am fortunate that I can switch that off. Mm-hmm. I'm not turned on all the time. It's often funny when people come up to me and say, do you see anything around me? Yeah. And I'm like, not all the yeah. time. <laughs> right. So, But no, um, when I am at, you know, um, my home-to-be, uh, my slash office at the moment um, in Niagara Falls um, mm-hmm. with Wayne, um, the house is very haunted. Right. So the spirits are always, always moving around. There's so much activity, you know, not uncommon to be standing and watch a door swing open mm-hmm. or you hear walking around upstairs. And You've never like tried that. to get them to leave? Why? No. <laughs> they're not hurting you, right? They're not, oh. ground, they're not grounded. We did, yes, that's right. We we did get one to leave. We filmed a TV show there called Knock Knock Ghost. They okay. came in. And uh, I know, it's a great show. It's a great show. Okay. And uh, the medium is a really good friend of mine. And um, we had a spirit man who had a heart attack in the middle of the room. Everybody always picked up on him. And, you know, they said, well, can we send him off? And we're like, of course. We don't want anybody who's grounded mm-hmm. to, to, to not have the opportunity to be sent off. So he was sent off. And we never got any more ex- experiences with him at all after that, right. you know. But um, the spirits that are there are visiting, we are, you know, the visitation. Yeah, they're not causing like that, That's like with my house. Well, they've been and they've come. They can yeah. come back and forth. They just love the house. Right. Mm. So, right, right. and of course, now they love the house more because we've made it exactly what they want. <laughs> now, we got to ask you one thing about... I'm just uh, going to keep it real. Um, you talked about shutting it off. And yes. that's the problem that I have. I feel like I can't shut it off. I've had activity and I've kind of like, okay, everybody get the hell out. Mm. And it's like they kind of go, oh, yeah, whatever, let's carry on. <laughs> I know. What, 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 do you have a technique that you would do or anything you would suggest for people who don't know how to do it? This is how I would try to learn to turn it off. <laughs> I would go get some hypnosis. I, honestly, I, it's, it's one of those questions that people ask me and it's like, I don't know. I just, one day, I just got so fed up with just all of it. I mm-hmm. just went, that's it. I don't want to listen to anybody. I don't, I don't want to see anything. And it was just like I envisioned this light switch in my head just going off. Okay. And it was like all of a sudden I'm like, nothing there. It was quiet. Then I'm like, shit, shit, come back. <laughs> because at this point I'm like, no, no, I didn't mean it. Because you don't yeah. want to think you've literally just thrown away your ability, right? Right. So, but I mean, I learned this as an adult. Okay. So right. I only learned this maybe like 10 years ago. So right. then I just, I went and I envisioned that light switch. I put it back on and I... And that's, that's, to me, I kind of stumbled onto it, and I, I use the light switch as a visualization for okay. it. But, I mean, if you're really struggling, I, 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 would, I would really suggest hypnosis even to, okay. to get that. Really? Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, some people can do it through meditation, but I've had a lot of seasoned mediums say to me that they've tried that. I can't and, meditate to save my life. No. And, I, and everybody has said, you know, any medium mm-hmm. that I've ran into and said, oh, if you want to expand on what you can mm-hmm. do. You have to meditate, meditate, meditate. That's true. And I go, I can't meditate. What is like, that kind of time though? But I, I mean, I've always got, yeah, I've <laughs> always got a song stuck exactly. in my head or an idea or a drawing that I want to do or something Life I want to write. doesn't allow you and it's the like, privilege cow. of the peace and no. the peace required, I find. Yeah. I haven't meditated in years because my, 
my life is just so busy. I'm kind of hoping I can get back to it. So I just kind of try to find a, a quiet spot or sometimes it might be something just like sitting and getting a focal point and concentrating on that focal point even for 10 minutes. You go meditate in that Romanian forest. Imagine what that would be like. Yeah, I get my ass handed to me. I'm out in the tree somewhere hanging yeah. from a tree. <laughs> well, we are still a little over an hour. <laughs> I know you said you're a year and a half booked up of people wanting to get in touch with you and stuff, but how do people reach out to you? Uh, Canada'sMostHaunted.com, or they can find me on Facebook. Canada's Most Haunted has two different Facebook pages. Um, people reach out to me personally it's on Facebook. It's very difficult. I get about 50 private messages a day and probably oh. about seven or 800 notifications a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, that doesn't count Instagram or Twitter or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I'm really, it's difficult for me to get into conversations, you know, over, you know, instant messenger, things like that. The best way to do it is to send me an email via the website because it gives me time. I would say be as detailed as possible Mm -hmm. because I, you know, it's hard for me to keep dialogue going, include a phone number. And if everything that I'm reading, if I can take it to the next level, then at least I can call you and, uh, Right. and get a better feel for what's going on. Um, sometimes I have people who just want to communicate with loved ones, to yeah. which point I would refer them to a really good Does medium. I don't do personal readings at all. Right. Um, and um, if it's a very um, docile or just a haunting where people just want to get to know who the spirit people are, mm-hmm. I'm happy to pass that on also, you know, because there are a lot of groups out there who are very good, and it's good experience, you know, even for them to to work with those type of hauntings because not everybody wants to do what I do. It's not that anybody can't, but not everybody wants to devote the amount of time that it takes, mm-hmm. you know, and it takes, they take many months to do sometimes. Right. And be prepared to, to be followed home. Be prepared to get a little bit of aggravation in your life. They will follow. Mm-hmm. So well, feel free to send some of the little stuff to us. <laughs> you don't ones, want any big maybe ones. Maybe the ones no. that growl. No. And, and you don't want any growlies on the leaves. Then trees <laughs> will let you look after them for now until we cut our teeth a little yeah. better, maybe. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I just have to bring you along in a couple. <laughs> I've been bugging you. <laughs> I, I'm still working <laughs> specific cases, though. Well, I haven't taken on any new ones yet. Yeah. I'm still. I mm. still have two that I'm. I'm still balancing. That, that big one in Toronto still. Huh. Yeah, I had. We got her moved to a new place. I did an advanced clearing. I sealed the house. Wow. And, yes, and she, something came in one evening to communicate. And so you moved her from her where she, she was to a, Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. And how many of those, so you got two on the go right now. Yes. So these are pretty heavy. Yes. Is, that's kind of like, how many could you handle at one time? Like. Um, it's not that I would not want to do more than two. I've had like probably three or four going at the same time. The problem is where it gets overwhelming is that I'm on call literally 24-7. Right. If something right. happens in the middle of the night to somebody and they're like, like, you know, in fear for their lives or their families or, you know, they need to be talked down, <laughs> yeah. then they call me and I, I yeah, make myself Yeah, so that's available. hard to juggle four, and five, six. And years. sometimes it's the same entity. That's moving around too, right? Oh, well, they can. They can piggyback for sure. Like the one in Fergus that we were telling you about on the one side of the of the, the street there, the main drag. Mm-hmm. Um, he's all up and down that street, and he's across the river, and you know, and and uh, 
but he's he's one guy, mm. uh, or one, one dude, yeah. <laughs> one dude. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, but there was that one that you were talking about in Toronto, where you said he had the whole street wound up. Yeah, apparently, um, uh, when up and down and when our medium came on board. That's what he said. He goes to that whole site over there, and he actually figured it came from across the street initially. But they will automatically gravitate to negativity. Or so if you're having somebody who's having a lot of domestic issues, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm there's somewhere I can go great. faster and get, you yeah. know, get a little bit of. I need energy. to ask one more quick question too. Uh, I, I belong to a lot of paranormal Facebook pages, yes. and mostly to promote the website. Uh, I pass. I skip by them a lot. But uh, the one thing that the, the common thing is is about Ouija boards. And what are your thoughts on Ouija boards? Are they a legitimate mm-hmm. thing? Are they are they nonsense? Or does it depend on who's who's using it? Okay, well, here's my thought on any sort of a communication device, whether it be a Ouija board, a spirit board, dousing rods, uh, pendulum, voice recorders, telephone apps. Right. If you are putting out the intent to communicate, you're going to get it. Um, when it comes to the boards or anything, it's like it's like anything. It's the example I give is taking an unlicensed driver and putting them behind the wheel of a car. Mm. It's not going to go well. Yeah. Right. A medium yeah. could use any of these devices safely, you know, but mm. even they can be tricked, right. right? So when you're getting somebody who's a total novice, you know, and you just say, have at her, you know, they always put the label on the Ouija board, but they don't realize, you know, every t- now these telephones have everything, all these phone apps and communications well, sure. and, yeah. you know, voice recorders, everything that... You're going out looking for communication. It doesn't matter which avenue you use. If you're looking with the intent to communicate, chances are you're going to get it. And it doesn't matter which particular device you're using. Right. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thanks for driving all the way up here. Thank you. It was was awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Next time we'll come down to your place. Oh, sure. (laughs) If you're around. Come and do a live show from that. If you're available. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That'd be cool. Canadasmosthaunted.com. Correct. Correct? Okay. Correct. Thank okay. you. Thank you once again. Thank you. Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction@outlook.com. At 